Welcome to episode seven. I'm Bobby, joined by Joe, Greg, Brian, and Jared, who still has a broken microphone. And on this episode, Rebels with a Cause, the Rogue One a Star Wars story trailer dropped, and we think we know exactly what it'll become. Writer's Remorse, which revelation will be more disappointing, Joker's identity revealed to Bat God, or the sweet nothings that Nick Fury whispered into Thor's ear to make him unworthy? Perhaps this one will get lost in translation. Let's go save the turd! The DC Murderverse has been set loose upon us and only I can save it. I'm going to set forth some easy-to-follow steps rescuing this ill-fated cinematic mashup. As always, please check the spoiler alert included in the Tumblr and Facebook posts. Now, because Joe Quesada has Peter Parker confused with Peter Pan, this is Awfully Salty. So we're right into it. Uh, Who saw the Rogue One trailer? Oh my god, Everybody! Brian's the biggest Star Wars fan here, so yes. let's ask. Let's just go straight to asking him what he thinks. I enjoyed it. Uh, there's rumors about it, about uh, some of what the characters may be or may not be, but again, they're just rumors and they're so far baseless. But if the movie is what it is, this kind of uh, dirty dozen heist film set in the Star Wars universe, I am all in. What I saw, I liked. You know, doesn't look like they're going to have any Jedi in it, and I'm fine with that. I'm happy with that. Yeah, but overall, I liked it a lot. I'm more interested in seeing this movie than I was for Force Awakens, because Force Awakens was just the the usual uh, Skywalker soap opera. I, I, I think you're thinking about that in hindsight, that. because the fact that it was kind of like a copy and paste of Episode Four, but, like, I was super mm. excited for the return of Star Wars. N- not really, because it was it's part of, like... The Force, the Force Awakens was part of like the big Star Wars story. This is like a little thing that kind of happened in in between. It got referenced once, but we don't really know the mm-hmm. whole story. If I'm going to compare it to something that I really did like, um, it's kind of Star Wars equivalent of Halo Reach um, in that anybody who was kind of into the story knew that this was like this was going to end. It was going to end badly for everybody involved, and uh, they already knew the story, but they'd never seen it told mm. so um you know we we know thanks to admiral akbar rest in peace he's that, alive uh, yeah he's still alive the a voice actor oh, died. Voice yeah. actor. <laughs> uh yeah, the he, way they're gonna write is that like I, I he survived the force awakens but then he gets home and he has like a heart attack <laughs> <laughs> apparently it was a trap <laughs> Boo. He was he was two days away from retirement. <laughs> so, <laughs> he was two days away then, from his package. And then Mel Gibson became uh, his partner. His cheap gold watch. There was there was just that one little line from Admiral Akbar where it's just like these we got these plans at the at a great cost of human life and it's just like oh okay well actually it was uh, Mon Mothma. That sounds like Mon it could have been references in Return of the Jedi. Many Bothans died to get us these plans. You mean uh, oh you mean in New Hope uh, they they don't really. Reference how much they get them if memory serves. I'd have to go back and listen. I think it, it, is, like, it may be like a it's lot. Dis- it's disturbing how much Mon Mothma. What is it? Mothma. It's Mothra. Mon Mothma. Mantra. Mothra. Uh, who you see? He was also in Godzilla. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, looks exactly like a young Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. He had more, I, I, I know what he looks like. He had more of the mop yeah. top. He had more than my time yeah. at the time, but every time I watch the movie, I'm like, "Oh, he is the he is the great one." <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, so Wayne Gretzky hires Forrest Whitaker to blow up the Death Star. 
I'm pretty sure Forrest Whitaker doesn't get hired for anything. I think he does. I kind of want this movie to go I, according <laughs> to plan. Thanks. No, the, your supporting evidence um, is sweet. <laughs> like, I want them to have, like, a two-and-a-half-hour movie of, like, really working hard to get these plans, and, like, they're on the verge of blowing it up, and then all of a sudden some dickhead... X-wing pilot shoots two orbs into this little tiny man. Porkins, Porkins fucks it all up and, and blows the whole thing up. They're like, "Yeah, we just we sent that kid to blow it up instead." Actually, it took like ten minutes. And they're like, are you kidding me? He just had a really good feeling about yeah. it, and like, are you found the one spot? And the one thing I'm excited about this too is Donnie Yen is in this. Donnie Yen is my favorite mm-hmm. kung fu actor, bar none. He's, I love he's, he's awesome. my favorite. He's my favorite new kid too. Yeah. So, have it, I don't know. That's, that's Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> you said Donnie. I Greg, hit reset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, apparently it looks like Donnie is playing a blind character. No way. In this. Oh. What is, oh. What is uh, this? If you look like, at, there's a, I have a good image I can show you guys later. Uh, his eyes almost look like sticks with their white. And if you watch the scene in the trailer where he walks out, he is using his staff as a bit of a walking stick. They, and then he kicks over his ass. I think it'd be great if in that in that scene with the sword, he thinks it's a lightsaber. <laughs> He's like, everybody back off. And <laughs> <laughs> the stormtroopers just look at each other like, are you going to tell him? <laughs> no. Like, how did Lincoln get into this film? <laughs> oh, man. I don't like that trope. That if you're going to be a master of kung fu, you should also be blind. It, well, damn. Yeah. Well, so, the, the big giveaway for Donnie Yen is that his character's name is Space Devil. Oh, so I've, I've, now, now I've it heard. makes sense. Oh my god! Is it really? That cannot be. No, that's not okay. Because really. well, I haven't heard what his name is. I was like, yeah, I think I think you right. need another cup oh of coffee. Yeah. Do you want to know his secret? Uh, A little bit too much faith in you. Is that he likes beating up stormtroopers. Uh, <laughs> It actually opens up with him in a confessional, and Darth so, Vader is the priest. Um, <laughs> Brian, you were saying the character that you, that you think uh, is Mara is the character that Voice Jones is playing. Is that who you? Th- That's not what I think. There's a the, rumor that it's already been. I, I, I'm reading up now. Um, it's actually a character named Jin Ezro. Does that sound familiar to you? Yes, I've heard what her name is, but I'm, but uh, the belief is that. Mara Jade was the taken name that she took when she became oh, uh, I see. a Jedi slash Sith, I got like you. that. So that may be a bit of a rope-a-dope. Well, but that's, like the, that's a rumor that she's Mara Jade, uh, and that what will happen is we will learn in the next uh, episode 8 that Luke and Mara Jade got together, much like in the Expanded Universe books, and that Rey may be their child. I don't okay. want that to happen. <laughs> rumor! Rumor. I don't need it to happen. If they execute it right, maybe because it depends on how on what the lineage of Ray is. You know, that's the big mystery. So have have they told this story specifically in any of the expanded universe stuff? No. See, that's what that's the thing I don't get. Like, so why, weird. You're doing this whole new thing. Like, why? Even which bother? which story? You mean the Mara Jade story? No, the Death Star stuff. The the story of the Death Star plans being stolen. No. Um, okay. Like, why even? You're already alienating an entire population of the world. If they've already, like, read the Expanded Universe stuff, like, they're not going to want to see that again. They're going to be like, oh, who cares? I already read the books. Oh, they will. They'll they see will it. Go. Star Wars fans don't care. They'll show yeah, up of anyway. Because they're, they're fucking Well, nerds. that's why from the get-go, Disney said that they are nixing all of the Expanded Universe stuff so they could do these kinds of stories. Sure, it, it, everyone was exactly. pissed about it, but they kind of had to if they wanted to make their own stories. They also kind of sucked. 
I hate to speak in absolutes, but I, I tried. Uh, I really did Only not like the Sith deals in absolutes. You know, in my head, I had a countdown <laughs> that's an absolute. when someone was going to say it. <laughs> and <laughs> glad to know it. I had to jump right it on it. It was, a, a it was kind of a segue. I kind of lobbed it up in a way, so. <laughs> I don't know. It was, a, it was a, it was a, yeah. It was, I think it was outside, of, outside of Brian, the three of us are not enormous Star Wars fans, so I, I guess Correct. I'll say, mm-hmm. looks cool. <laughs> I, I'm, I actually I am excited about this one. I mean, Jared pointed it out, and I, I agreed with him. Um, Good point, Jared. That, uh, yeah, yeah. that oh, wait, what did the costuming and the makeup and the hair and all that stuff—it looks phenomenal. Like it, yeah. it really seamlessly Man, fits. Star Wars has some of the that old sweetest helmets ever. I gotta, get, I gotta get yes. a Star Wars helmet. <laughs> it is, it is Just a little bit. I the mean, uh, they're kind of, they're kind yeah. of like disregarding the first three episodes, but it is a little bit weird that they go straight to the the original stormtroopers. How are they? Well, how are they disregarding the first episode? They, well, well actually, they if pretty you much like said, in that trailer. You will see a clone trooper. There's a shot of a stormtrooper doing like a patrol. I think it's the scene right before with Marge the episode three up. helmets. And there's a regular, there's an original stormtrooper, and then there was there's what looks like a clone trooper on like the land speeder behind him. So the like they said this is like the transitionary period from clone troopers All right, cool, to stormtroopers. Well, that what the explanation was is oh, here comes Brian the, the stormtroopers we see. Well, hey, hey whatever <laughs> four, five, six. <laughs> The stormtroopers that are in there are copies of copies of copies of copies from the ones that were back in the Clone Wars, which is why they miss a lot, are not that effective, actually, at all. They're just mass numbers. So the fact that their DNA became watered down is why they have it. And now, when we get to Force Awakens, the clone army is completely gone, and they've begun recruiting normal people. Cool. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they didn't really have much of a choice. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I mean, close. yeah, was, uh, going back to like the uh, um, what you call it, the idea of them nixing all the the EU stuff so that they could uh, mm. so that they could do whatever the hell they want. Like they they could totally make any of those things into a feature because I can't tell you the amount of stuff I've seen online, like fan petitions to see a movie with Kyle Katarn. Or uh, or Dash Rendar, like I've seen a lot of shit. Uh, it's it's only a matter of time before they at least at least introduce those characters, even if they're different from the original stories. They're totally going to introduce at least a handful of the the fan favorites. They're going to do that bounty hunter movie that's supposedly in the docket that'll have like pretty much all the bounty hunters that you saw in Empire Strikes Back, uh, where they're all brought together in a some kind of Suicide Squad Thunderbolts dirty yeah. dozen. <laughs> I really hope Boba Fett is just as useless in that as he is in all the other Star Wars movies. It's I hope he's Mach Seven. He's just getting <laughs> like, his jetpack is getting stuck on the doorway. I don't understand the argument for like, oh, he's such a dumb character. Why does he get so much reference? But then they try and give him an origin. He's totally a, they useless. try and give him a story to make him cool, and everyone hates that idea. So it's like they want him to be useless. But yeah. then they don't want Disney to correct that uselessness to make him cool. Because well, part because of it, part of it's the mystery. Disney is just like, hey, let's just do an origin movie for every fucking. Character yeah, I mean, the Han Solo seen. thing's dumb. I, I I get that, but like, I'm I'm excited for something like a Boba Fett bounty hunter story. That sounds awesome. I really hope it's Boba Fett who just kind of like fumbles his way through everything. Like he has to kill somebody, but like right before he pulls the trigger, they get hit by like a spaceship, <laughs> and he's like. Got him! <laughs> like, like everyone thinks he's this huge badass, but it's, like, it's really because you're he's a just killing virgin. 
I'm sorry, is, is Nick yeah. Spencer writing the script? Because that's, that's exactly, that's exactly how I want it to go. Like, I want him to just fumble his way through his entire career. I'm actually kind of surprised they, they held back and they didn't give us any kind of Darth Vader anything. Yeah, well, he's supposed trailer. to be in this, but so we'll see. Like, no, no heavy breathing, no mention of him in dialogue. That'll be the no, next trailer. Not even a cape, like nothing, yeah. absolutely nothing. I want to hear, like, heavy breathing in the trailer, but then it's a quick cut to someone who's just, like, run down a hallway. They're like, ah. <laughs> you, think, uh, you think Palpatine's going to be in this? I mean, almost certainly, right? I would imagine. Yes. At least, at least, at least yeah. a hologram at, cameo. At least, like, him talking. Yeah, exactly. In ho- yeah. Man, I'll tell you, you what. Vader, I, also, I want to get into Star Wars just for the capes. And you need to go Those ca- capes are sweet. <laughs> something, something dark side. I don't know. He's he's doing his thing, but I'm talking about capes because those are the sweetest shit ever. <laughs> do you want? Do you just uh, want someone to get you a cape? Yeah, if it's from Star Wars, yeah. Apparently, that's the thing to do. Like that's how you become a badass. Is they give you, you wear a cape? A cape. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Phasma has half a cape. Boba Fett had half a cape. And she did half, half, half a so cape. That's appropriate. Darth Vader had a cape. There's a dude in the Rogue One trailer that has a white cape. Yeah, that's Ben Mendelsohn. Have you seen Bloodlines? No, I have not. No. Uh, Dark Knight Rises. He is the he's the guy who hires Bane. Okay. Yeah, that's him. Uh, he gets a lot of work. Ben Mendelsohn. Nice. Good for him. Um, yeah, he's got a sweet ass white cape, and he walks around. Except there's that one shot where he's walking clearly in the water, and he's ruining it. What are you doing? <laughs> he, well, he's he got he's, he's got stormtroopers who who laundry is part of his perks, like as an yeah, so. imperial officer. A sweet cape. Stormtrooper laundry um, sucks. Also, Alan Tudyk is going to be the droid. Is that how you pronounce it? Tudyk? Tudyk? I always said Tudyk. Which droid? I didn't see a droid in the film. There's a there's a quick shot of a droid. Protocol droid? Um, and then there's... A, I don't know C-3PO. what that means. Um, <laughs> is he, is he, oh my god, don't... Bri- Alright, Brian said that and then like rolled his eyes like these fucking assholes don't know what that is. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fuck you! I did. <laughs> Are you serious? Um, that's been a pretty established thing that 3PO is a protocol droid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm questioning your nerd really? credentials right now. <laughs> oh, God. I, I can't believe you just gave us that shit. Like, that, was, um, that was incredible. Yeah, you can't, you can't throw shade at us for not... Um, well, it's in fairness, he does say that every time he introduces himself. God. Thank you, Joe. Brian's a protocol no, droid? <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make any oh, sense. Yeah, he says um, it like whenever he meets someone new in every movie. Yeah, there's a there's a shot of them running down a hallway um, when that guy's going woo woo. It's yeah. um, not that's not a guy. A, that's, a, that's an alarm. That's, no, we've decided it's a guy. They, they <laughs> who decided? Like who decided this? He sits in front of a PA. No, it's an alarm. You can hear it. You like, can hear it in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, when the two, yeah, no, when the the two Star guy. Destroyers are coming too close to each other. Yeah, yeah, it's the same guy. It's continuity. <laughs> um, yeah, like in that shot, you can see a droid running uh, behind everyone, and, and apparently, it's the same droid in like an earlier scene where she's like, "I rebel." Um, also, doesn't make any sense because who the fuck cares that she did all those crimes against the Empire? Who, who, why well, are they the, the point, the point is that she's her. reckless. They want to know if she can take orders yeah, they from were, they the were, rebellion. Yeah, recruitment questions. 
Like if they send her on a mission, she's just going to say "fuck you guys" and do whatever yeah. she wants, or is she going to finish the goddamn mission? Yeah. I think that's a pretty reasonable question. Yeah, they don't want to make sure she's a mole. Uh, they don't want to make sure she's a filler yeah. vampire or any of that stuff. You know? I don't know if we can trust her. She's a loose cannon. That's right. Harvey Dent. <laughs> can we trust him? <laughs> oh, Harvey. Harvey. Two-Face was just here. <laughs> Two-Face. Um, Two-Face, right, what did you do cool. with Harvey? Um, uh, yeah, it looks cool. I guess. I'm okay with there it. You go. I'm, I'm actually excited about it. I like mm. these little nook and cranny stories better than like yes. the grand epic. <laughs> All the one stories shit. we got. No, like that, that includes the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, like... I'm just okay with them. Like I'm, I'm really lukewarm on those movies. Oh yeah, I'm totally with you. Um, but again, I don't really. I will. I will be more upset at this movie if they try to tie it into the greater story. I, I, think I don't think they will. I think that's the reason why they gave it the well, subtitle. In, in some way, it is. But you know, obviously, it'd be, yeah. I, I'm okay with it, the plot tying in loosely. Yes, I don't want her to be Ray's mama. It'll be interesting yeah. because if Vader is in this, the whole Mara Jade story was Vader had recruited and trained Mara Jade and had her in hiding. He was Mara Jade was the Sith apprentice that he was training. Uh, he's and had it, a lot of secret apprentices, according to all this experience yeah, in the universe. Yeah, so well, he's only supposed to have one, right? Well, the, the other ones failed. Like you know, they, 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 because the whole rule of two. Uh, for the yeah, Sith thing. That's what, yeah. um, so in the Expanded Universe books, what happens afterwards is initially, after Vader dies, Mara Jade goes to look for revenge against Luke, I believe, and you know they end up having it out, but then they're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and they decide to hook up instead. So it's it's I'm wondering if you find out in the gap between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens that something like that happened, and that they realize that their daughter could be too powerful, and that with what's already happening with maybe they knew about Snoke maybe they knew about Kylo Ren it already happened like you know what we need to put her in hiding to protect her so I mean counter, it is possible they do have that sweet teaser shot at the very end of her in like the and she's got the Empire, Empire logo thing. on her shoulder yeah. I mean like yeah it's it's easy enough to assume that she's wearing it to like sneak into wherever the hell yes. she is she's very clearly in a, an Imperial mm-hmm. ship because of the white hallways and everything yeah which look a lot um, like subways in some of the scenes yeah, yeah, but it was but it was really interesting the choice of lines that they that they mm. had from that from that monologue yeah. over that shot. Uh, yes, what will you become like that? That's why weird. people are speculating about it being her being more than just rebel badass chick, you know. So we'll see. Be interesting. Be cool if she turns into. She-Hulk. <laughs> Greg is just really bitter that we're not on a topic that he can talk more about yet. I don't care about this. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it'd be cool if she turned into Jennifer Walters and then sued them. <laughs> the, whole, the whole movie was just the Empire and criminal. She court. just sues the she sues the Empire in the bank. Then the Empire brings out Matt Murdock to, as a defense attorney. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, is this, this is getting interesting. Yeah, I really. Like, I right, let's just keep going. Let's run with this story. This is fun. <laughs> I like this. Uh, but then they hire Boba Fett to try and kill the witnesses, but clearly he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> and they mysteriously die. And Punisher kills him. <laughs> yeah. In his Uber. His space in, a, in a space diner, he kills them. Mm. I love it. In a space hallway. You don't want to run into no. any of those guys no. in a hallway. Yeah. Stay as far away from hallways <laughs> in the Marvel Universe as you possibly can. Meet them out in the street or on a rooftop. Yeah. Yeah. His record is and you'll have much a just don't go not as good there. Yeah. The Marvel record for hallways is like Marvel the Heroes 55. <laughs> Bad guys, definitely zero. Yeah. <laughs> is the that elevator shooting from the count? With that too, possibly, but... Oh, it yeah. has to, yeah. The close quarter Oh, shoot. yeah, that's definitely... 
That's an enclosed area. Yeah, yeah. That's good enough. Like hallways. Just, uh, as, even the Ant-Man test footage. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't be in a hallway. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. that. You'll get the shit kicked out of you. There you go. Shall we do the next thing on the list oh, of stuff yes. we have to think? Uh, Brian, set us up with some, some history here. History lessons of the identity of the Joker and... Um, and Thor's worthiness. Gotcha. Okay. So first of the two, uh, we'll start with Thor. Uh, there is a storyline called Original Sin, where you find out that Nick Fury had been behind the scenes, unbeknownst to pretty much everybody, been this. He was in this role called the Man on the Wall, and he was essentially assassinating alien threats to Earth before they could come here. Um, eventually, the heroes find out about this, and they go to stop him. Uh, and in the middle of the, this big epic battle between Nick Fury and his amazing spacesuit that he had with everyone, uh, Thor is attacking him and he's kicking his ass. He's trying to crack the thing. And Nick Fury says to him, big guy, I want you to know that in the end, that all it took to bring you down were just a few words. And he whispers in his ear and all of a sudden the ha- he just drops the hammer right to the surface of the moon. They're battling in space. So the battle continues, but Thor is completely unable to lift the hammer. Uh, so far throughout the Thor run, uh, we still do not know what it is that was said to him. It's going to be revealed. He did get drunk once and almost revealed it in the comic, but he was stu- was cut off. He was like, damn it. Um, so that's with his situation. And I'll tell you what my personal theory as to what was said. For Batman, it's a little bit more complex. Um, there's a character in the DC Universe called Metron. He is one of the new gods associated with Darkseid and all of those characters. Metron is Doctor Who without a sense of humor. Uh, he has a chair called the Mobius chair, which is essentially the TARDIS. It allows him to travel th- forward, through time, everything. And all this character does is collect knowledge. So whomever sits on this chair essentially has knowledge of everything that has ever happened in the universe. So as part of the Dark Side War, uh, the Justice League is trying to get information about the Anti-Monitor, uh, and he says the only way that you can access it is to get me off this chair. Wonder Woman pulls him off the chair with a lasso, and the chair is about to disappear, and Batman jumps on the chair. So as he jumps on the chair, he then merges with it, and he now becomes the new Metron, or Bat-God. Now, the second Batman sits on the chair and he gets acclimated, the first thing he says is, Who killed my parents? And he goes, ping, and he goes, yes, yes, that's right, Joe Chill. Now, the chair doesn't say it out loud so that we don't hear it, but he acknowledges, yes, that's right, that is who killed my parents. And his next, his very second question is, who is the Joker? And he says, no, that's impossible. Now, later, slightly later on in the same series, there's a moment at the very beginning of a battle uh, where Wonder Woman is narrating, and she's explaining an anecdote that her mother had told her uh, that the god of laughter could always be heard on the uh, edges of the battlefield at the end when everyone was just about at the slaughter. You could never see him or any of those things, um, but they're showing pictures of the Joker in the comic as this anecdote is being laid out, uh, that perhaps he's affiliated with this god in some way, which coincides with Batman Endgame, where it was alluded to that the Joker may in fact be immortal in some way. So what direction they're going with it, we don't know. But apparently his real name will be revealed in issue 50 of Justice League of America. Dave Smith. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
So there's been implications that he might be affiliated like an avatar of some uh, god or something like that, and that's maybe why he continually comes back to life, things along those lines. Um, But who it is, couldn't tell you. We'll never All right, know. let me start with the fact that I'm going to hate both of these things, no matter what they are. Uh, yeah. Okay. Reasonable. Uh, I just think... Well, Which one of these is going to be more disappointing, ultimately? Joker I think the has Thor to one has been... I think Thor has been drawn out for so long, though, that, like, at this point, no one... Like, whatever happens, they're just going to be like, whatever. Like, I don't know. Well, I'm into it. <laughs> I read Thor on Joe. I've been reading the whole yeah, hour. Yeah, no, and, like, I hear you, but, like... The Batman Joker one and Snyder has also alluded to um, he's also alluded to the Joker being some kind of guy. Yes. So I could see where they're going with that. It would be weird, but I mean Marvel has Moon Knight, so um, <laughs> no, I have a no theory for these two Thor. things are not on the same level. You can't say um, like Moon Knight and the Joker. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's why the Joker And I would say okay. out of the two being more disappointing as as big as Thor is and, and all of that. Um, the Joker's identity is one of those like unholy things you just don't touch in comics. Yes. Um, so so if they be... don't nail that, it's going to be a fucking dud and retconned yeah. and all that other shit. This is going to well, this is going to go the Joker thing. I, like the Thor thing is just going to be like some weird trivial anecdote one day. The Joker thing I feel like is going to go down in history with Lightning Superman as like a terrible fucking idea that everyone just wants you to forget immediately. After Maybe you know it. my only faith in it is um, that Dark Side War so far, and please read it out of my comicsology is absolutely amazing. It's 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 its own event book within Justice League, and it's the definition of epic. It's absolutely fantastic. I don't believe well, it. <laughs> read it and decide for yourself. Now with Thor... I like how your story about Metron, he was like, you'll never get the answer unless you take me out of this chair. And then the next thing you say is, and then Wonder Woman takes him out of this chair. <laughs> That's what she did. She went, okay. And then she yanks him out. <laughs> and uh, She just picks him yeah. up. Well, I, think if, I think if there's any lesson that we've learned in the DC universe, it's that you don't taunt gods because they immediately do... The thing that yeah. you taunted them with, so mm-hmm. though they do seem to go back and forth with Wonder Woman. Yes, like is she made out of clay? Is she? Oh, that's a god? been done with. Uh, okay. Or in the New Fifty Two, she's a god. She is the daughter of Zeus, and I forget what other. They straight up made her a god now. She's now the god of like, war, yeah. actually, in the New Fifty Two. But Ooh. who sees what that Ooh, means no. for rebirth? She killed Kratos. I mean, oh, damn it! I was just gonna say it. Don't tell Kratos. He's gonna get back. So my Thor theory <laughs> um, is this: there was uh, a storyline a long time ago that what happened was this, and it happened during World War II. So Nick Fury would probably have knowledge of it. Uh, the Nazis found the cane that uh, eventually would allow uh, Eric Masterson to turn into Thor in a cave. Okay, so they found a way to bring Thor about and to summon him. And they said, oh, we have all these enemies that are attacking us. We're in trouble and all these. So the Nazis kind of tricked Thor for a period of time into working for them. He battled the invaders and did a few things. Now, eventually, he... And, and did a few Yeah, things. well, whatever. <laughs> we don't know how bad they were or, or what. Uh, so my guess is either Jason Aaron, the writer, is invented something completely new, or he knew about that storyline. And it's going to be, well, you know what? You worked for the Nazis, and you know he didn't realize it, whatever it was. So now he's unworthy because of that. Thor, like you tried to commit genocide. 
Shit. <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. That, that would be acceptable. I think that's a yeah, that's, that's a the reason only for thing in, in my entire data bank of, of Thor stuff that I can <laughs> <Data> think of. <laughs> <laughs> your mind, your brain, your memory, my mind pyramid. <laughs> As, oh god. Asgardian Nazis. <laughs> Well, the reason for it was, of course, the Nazis worshipped Aryan gods, and it, they yeah, believed yeah, we that they were, Brian. you know, their gods. So that's why they went after that, and they believed that they would help them and all that such thing. So that's my, really the only prevailing theory I have, other than, of course, Jason Aaron just coming up with something. I just think the Joker is going to be bad. Yep. It, 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 yeah. It, it has a much greater chance of being bad unless it's executed just perfectly. Like, what if they do? It's Which like, oh, Joker's Thomas Wayne. Uh-huh. It's Martha, right? Wayne. Or yep. something like that. You know, it'd be like, uh, it's Batman's father. Yeah. Come on, you know, like, it just, I just couldn't see it. I just couldn't see it. I don't know who in their continuity it could be that maybe has been removed for a while or maybe is there that you can say it's him. The thing that gets Jamie me the most Wayne. is like, and that kind of makes the whole idea of him being like some kind of god thing yeah. weird is Batman's response is that's impossible. Like what Yeah. What would prompt that response from the goddamn Batman? You know what I mean? Like He's, maybe the Joker is Bruce Wayne. Earth two, Bruce Wayne. <gasps> there you go. Um uh yeah. I mean maybe I him know. being a god. And and that would he him, you know that I'm sure might bring about the response of no that's not possible that he would that he couldn't believe that I'm a little I'm a little annoyed that the Joker uh, not annoyed like Scott Snyder has said it before like the Joker is a character that should only pop up in Batman comics like every couple yes. of years like he shouldn't be a recurring villain he should be the villain mm-hmm. um, which I agree with I think yes. that's a great idea yeah. so it's kind of weird that they they just ended his I guess his appearance but it seems like they're going to dip into that well a little too close to the last time they did it mm. and um, why are they doing an Injustice but, League and not in a Batman book shouldn't that be done under you know yeah I don't know I hate I'm not a fan of that stuff yeah who knows, who knows? yeah but I agree I think the Joker one has the possible the potential to be a lot more disappointing than the Thor yes. one yeah I think the Joker one I think in terms of context Everyone would be more pissed about the Joker, yeah. Only because, again, like Jason Aaron's Thor has gone on for so and long that no so one really cares. Oh bullshit! It's still a very high selling book, and I love it. Yeah, I think the Thor thing, whatever it is, is going to be a lot easier to accept. Like, if if we find you're out Nick Fury was like, you know, you jaywalked, and that's why you're unworthy. Yeah. Like, I think we just be like, all right, fine. It's really shitty, but whatever. Just let's just roll with it. Um, yeah. Because Jane Foster's going to die soon anyway. Um, Donald Blake touches himself. That's why you're not worthy. That's why I said Eric Masterson earlier. He was one of them. Donald Blake is who I meant to say earlier. That became Eric Masterson is eventually becomes the master of the universe. That's not true. He becomes the master of the sun. It's he's he <laughs> he's he's he man. He becomes a master sons of the universe. Oh, okay. This is it's in the it's in the Bible. Oh, okay. This is terrible. Okay. This That's is in Revelation. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think I think the Joker, like Brian actually said it perfectly before, and we completely gloss over it. The Joker only works if they execute it perfectly. Yeah, like Thor can work in a number of ways, you know, and you can debate how good it was, but mm. the Joker can either can only be either perfect or terrible. 
And there's very, very little yeah. room for in between. I agree. Good input, Thanks, Joe. Joe. <laughs> I think we killed Joe. I think yeah, the dead. Joker would be pretty bad. <laughs> That's passion. That is passion right there. Joker should always be an unnamed Evil. entity. I don't know why they're doing that. Yes. He's just chaos. He's just the embodiment of And chaos. I could really give two shits about the thing, Thor. So. The god of chaos is with the... Uh, what, oh they were, what they were saying. So. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> okay. Nice. Uh, so what else we got right, on the docket? Yes. So we settled that. The final the final thing. I'm going to fix the DC Murderverse. Oh, right. Let's go, let's go save the turd, boys. Um, let's go save the turd. Step one. Fire Lex Luthor. Jesse Eisenberg. Get <clears> the <throat> hell out of there. <clears throat> All right. So do you, want, do you want to start with Lex Luthor since you're... Yes. That's probably my here. most passionate gripe about uh, the new films. Okay. Well, let me give you my elevator pitch and see what you guys think of it. So, the movie starts off like it normally does. But Ding, elevator Batman, rides over. Um, Batman <laughs> is going First to floor. Gotham City, and he's riding on the subway with Lex Luthor, who's also just going to business, and Clark Kent, who's just... Lex Luthor would never rise to the work. The train derails, and they all die. <laughs> How does Clark Kent die? <laughs> Uh, he gets the trains made out of. Crystal. I mean, he's already Never dead, mind. so it he's not. He's fine. not technically Superman at the time of death. See, Joe knows. <laughs> Joe understands. You know Thank what? You. I'm sold. I'm converted. <laughs> I like how Bobby's actually written this. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just. I'm bringing up. Theories. I'm just bringing up my list of of things that I have to fix. It was. It was nighttime. Nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he's only a Superman under a full. Right, so hold on, let's well, let's start with the Lex Luthor thing because I don't I don't gotta find a list for that. We we already we already yeah. brought that up. Um, it was actually really easy. The the Lex Luthor thing. A I mentioned it in one of our test recordings that never went live. And B last week the Weekly Planet uh, fixed that exactly the way that I had suggested. Um, and that's what kind of inspired me to bring this as an entire segment. It's very easy. You just make Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, who's a young, petulant piece of shit with daddy issues, you just turn him into Alexander Luther Jr. And you have his daddy come visit him in jail and drop some line about some bullshit about, uh, you know, he never lived up to the name and everybody likes me better anyway. And he leaves him to rot in jail. That's it. How about we don't have Alexander Luther Jr. at all and we just have an, an excellently executed Lex Luthor from the beginning of the movie... As no, 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 no. See, you don't understand. I'm trying yeah, to fix this going forward. Oh, you're go trying back. to yeah. edit it. Okay. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Work with yeah, like, how, like, turn it into something yeah. better. Like, because me and Greg have been saying, uh, have been jerking each other off over the thought that you can't fix this. Like, this is this is it for you now. So I'm saying, so now I'm going to play my own devil's advocate okay. and right, see, like, how do you fix this going forward without doing a complete reboot? Dream sequence. It was all <clears> a dream sequence. If, if Zack Snyder's directing it, then yes. Fourth Apparently wall. there were like inside these three the very wall. weird dream sequences in this film. That yep. There's a dream sequence inside of a dream sequence. Yes, I got a reception about it. The whole flash yeah. thing. That's like six, it's like 16 <laughs> walls. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so let's say let's say in Man of Steel 2, because Justice League we know is going to be dark side. Um, oh, by the way, spoilers, if you haven't seen the movie. Oh yeah, spoilers. I mean, it's going to be in the spoiler alert that we write down anyway, but... Batman for Superman, the movie film dedicated to the adventures of the hero squad. <laughs> uh, this, these are spoilers to that movie. That's not a movie, but th- sure. 
Um, oh, it's the it's the working title I pitched. So for- in Man of Steel two, you <laughs> have an opening. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg's piece of shit is sitting in his cell. Has a visitor. Guards come, pick him up, drag him out, sit him in a chair. He waits. The door opens, and down sits Brian Cranston. I mean Lex Luthor. Mark Strong and. <clears throat> Uh, oh, I'd take Mark Strong. I like that. Any bald guy. Yeah, any guy who's willing to shave his head and not wear a cap. Brian, you could be Lex Luthor. I would do it. So Brian sits down in the chair, oh. and Is it Alexander Luthor says, Daddy. <laughs> and they have this whole conversation about Alexander, Alexander Luthor is a piece of shit, and it ends with you know Lex Luthor getting up all snide and being like everybody likes me any better anyway and just walks out and leaves him there to rot we never see him again isn't that just like Amazing Spider-Man 2 the quest for Curly's Gold I don't think I don't think those are one movie I think <laughs> <laughs> what it's Billy Crystal in the um, Amazing Spider-Man 2 I don't doesn't the first Spider-Man end with him in the jail cell, and then Osborne Norman shows up? He's like, yeah, no, I don't. I'm pretty sure if there was Spider-Man three, that would be explained, but there isn't. So, and then like, he zaps him with the force lightning. He's like, yeah. something, something like that. I don't think they ever now. Amazing Spider-Man. I don't think they ever actually revealed who the guy in the prison was. Who the nor, guy? In, oh, um, nor will they ever. Yeah, it doesn't matter because it was stupid. Yeah. I don't remember that movie much. Uh, continue, please. Next character. So anyway, next thing I have to fix. I gotta make Superman less emo. And this one's actually really easy. Um, mm. Superman is super mopey uh, through the entire movie. Mm. And, Joe, I, I don't know if you got to see this movie yet, but I'm about to spoil the ending for you. Okay, go for it. Uh, he's dead at the yeah, end of this movie. Doomsday that. kills him. I thought so. So, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Doomsday kills him, and I know one of the major gripes that people have had after the death of Superman's story in the comics is that he comes back from death, and he's the same exact guy. Um, if you bring Superman back from death in... He's got a serious case of bipolar. He's just happy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> until, until, he fight, until he fights, they just rip people I'm apart. I like, walk outside now. time's coming my way. <laughs> Until somebody just like oh, elbows walks past the wedding like, and like laser eyes everybody <laughs> in the party. Oh my god! <laughs> he doesn't quite Except fly. The groom, he's he like, skips saved along. you, buddy. <laughs> I just want to see a montage to like Mr. Blue Sky with him just like casually like dancing <laughs> through Metropolis, but at the same time he's like tear- tearing people like phone books. No, he's just walking by all the ladies, just pointing. <laughs> so yeah, so my thing is that he comes back from death. With this renewed optimism that, like, literally everything possible bad that could happen to him has happened. And he's overcome <laughs> it all. Except for Zack Snyder coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Zack Snyder. <laughs> he couldn't overcome Zack Snyder. Or he did overcome oh, Zack man. Snyder, but at this point, he might not be in charge. I mean, we could talk about that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, it plays really well into his Jesus first, let me, uh mm-hmm. Let me fix the rest of his murder verse. But, yeah, that's that's my idea for fixing him. He comes back with this whole new attitude because he literally defied death. Like, there's nothing left for him to be concerned Can I bring about. it back to Lex for one Just, quick second? That would yeah, coincide with the story. Uh, at one point, there was an Alexander Luther Jr. in the DC Universe who is a clone of Lex. Uh, maybe we could argue that Lex, behind the scenes, doing his thing, created a clone for himself to be the public face of some of his shit while he does things um, behind the scenes, comes and kills him. One reason why that won't work. I'll give you one really good reason why that won't work. Okay. Because uh, WB has shown time and again that they're really embarrassed to have comic book properties and they don't like when things get comic booky. Clearly. 
So like that that whole yeah clearly <laughs> so that that whole thing Which sums is, up the is, entire problem. If if you present that in uh, Warner Brothers boardroom, they'll be like, "But how's that going to appeal to the broader audience?" As professor like being, Professor our, Warner is just busts into him and goes, "All right, you fucking nerds," and just throws him <laughs> <laughs> well, Bugs Bunny is the CEO, isn't he? And they're like, "Nah, what the fuck? Nah, I don't like that." That's exactly that's how, uh, it works. that's how it works. Yeah, but the counterpoint to that is that they cast Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. So. That's true. But they did that. They the did best, that to sell toys. They did that to sell toys. The best casting of all it time. Was. I, I, okay. The one thing that might be going for him is that I feel like they'll embrace. Um, like it's it, it's kind of weird. Like that's taking this long for Marvel to finally embrace something like uh, Doctor Strange. Whereas um, if you, I feel like from the get go. Um, there will be a little bit more of a magic thing because, like, who knows if they'll throw in the Lazarus Pit in this? I mean, I'm, I'm sure eventually they will. I'm sure Roz will at some point show in some form or whatever. Like things like that. Like I feel like they'll embrace the whole yeah. superheroes never die sort of trope. Whereas Actually, Marvel seems a little bit more against it. I feel like Marvel did introduce an entire space Viking alien. Yeah, but but I <laughs> I feel like I feel like DC will be more about magic than Marvel. Even though they are yeah, introducing Doctor Strange, that's probably as weird as it gets. Especially if they cast Ewan McGregor as Constantine. If that movie comes to be. I really wanted him to be Doctor Strange so badly. Like, no, really. Ewan McGregor would be such a great... He'd be a I like them better both. Oh, we'll see. John. But uh, I, like, I love both actors. But I, I, I literally hear, since I heard the rumor, I can hear Cumberbatch saying the lines and just the boner that I'm going to get. So I think he makes a perfect... Like even th- just the way he looks, I think Bees- Beeswax Cunder Snail is a great choice for Doctor Strange, but <laughs> I just think Ewan McGregor's going to kill it as John Constantine. I, I really I like Joe's. I think he's perfect for Constantine. I think he's better for Constantine than Strange. I really like Joe's idea of using the Lazarus Pit to bring Superman back. I didn't think about that. I mean, they're not going to do it. That would make he... him darker, though. The whole point of that the Lazarus is too pit obvious. Is come back, you're fucked up and dark and evil. That totally, that will totally support my bipolar theory, though. <laughs> he'll go from like he'll Can go from like darker? super sunshine happiness to like just utter madness and chaos. <laughs> he'll just be super emo. I like Joe's plan to just f- further ruin the universe. <laughs> it's just, it's just flipped. He's just listening to this song, just darkness, just like over and over again. <laughs> Say again. Oh, man. He, he comes out of the Lazarus great. pit, breaks a neck right away. He's <laughs> like, he just like lets out this like shrill scream and right. just like kills the first person he sees. Uh, apparently, oh, Batman's man. a mass murderer in the film. Uh, I think the count was over fourteen people he kills. Does this sound like a segue? Because I think it's a, <laughs> it's a segue. Because I'm about to make Batman less depressing and introduce a Robin that doesn't suck. Um, I love a good Robin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, okay, so first things first. Um, I'm gonna fix bat murderous Batman the way that they should have fixed him in uh, in this movie, actually. Uh, and you're just in Ben Affleck's solo film. All you're gonna do is have a little exchange of dialogue between Alfred and Bruce Wayne, where Alfred says, "You know, ever since Jason died." You've been a little going a little bit overboard actually murdering people and Batman says shut up I don't care. That's all. Just Jason Todd the whole thing pushed him over the edge and he's now murdering people. I have two problems with that. One, the fact that he's 
still crossing that line that he never has has crossed. Um, you know, and two, the fact that they're going to start off Justice League with an old man Batman. It, okay, it, first of all, rewind the clock about ten years ago because I was, I will fight everyone in this room on the internet and in space. That when they first cast Ben Affleck, I said, he's too old for this. They're launching a universe, and they're basing it off of an old Batman yeah. retired story. Yeah. Like, the whole launch of the universe was about Batman coming out of retirement. That was their story. I'm like, let's use this to launch our cinematic Which universe. Which is a horrible idea. Well, I can't, I can't fix the fact that Ben Affleck's old. But I can fix the fact that Batman murders people, now that I've fixed the whole fact that he does it for no fucking reason. Um... <laughs> By introducing Tim Drake. <gasps> Tim Drake shows up. I love Tim Drake. Inspi- and, and inspires Batman. Oh, along with Red Hood. You're going to do the Red Hood story. Because that's the only way that you can tie all this shit together. I'm sure it's exactly what they'll do. Tim Drake shows up. Sure. Red Hood shows up around the same time. And Batman sees the error of his ways and realizes he had it right the first time. And that he can't just go around fucking murdering everybody. And then Nightwing comes in and beats them all up and takes the title. Fact, <laughs> and then Damien, but then Damien shows up and he's like, "Hey, I have no problem killing people." So like, See, I told you my son had it right, and then they go back to murdering and, people, and then Greg dies of dehydration. Probably, <laughs> we'll never. Go. I, I, I've given up. They all could, hope of they could perfectly fix this with uh, when Flash comes in. Do a paradox? No, I'm. I'm yeah, but rules are no. Bobby's rules are no time yeah, travel. Yeah, my rules part of my rules is no time travel. Well that's and fucking going, dumb. And going forward. Well, well that's I'm trying dumb. to I'm trying to make this interesting. Because the easy way to fix this is just say Flash travels back in time and fixes everything. But like I don't yeah, I'm not gonna do uh, that. That works. I don't I feel like you're 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 trying to pre- present a challenge to yourself where the obvious answer is Flash goes back and fixes something from the past. Yeah, it's it, right, it's a super easy answer. But you know what? I'm trying to be creative here, Joe. It's a creative medium. What's God more creative than time travel, Bobby? Can we go back to Concussion Joe? <laughs> I miss Concussion Joe. Why is am I starting to make sense? Yes. As long as as long as Flash comes out of this as Barry Allen from the TV show, I'm cool with it. If he comes back as Grant Gustin, I'm all about it. Can we do that with no man bun? I, I would. I was living that. I want to live in that world. Did you, did you hear Zack Snyder's comment on why he didn't cast him? Yes. yes. I don't want to talk about it. I really don't because I'm just going to get angry. Yeah. Can we not? I sent it to you. Let's talk about things, comments oh, that made me happy. Greg, Greg Berlanti got asked about what he thought of the crossover, the Flash Supergirl crossover. And he was like, oh, yeah, I loved it. And then somebody was like, oh, you know, what about doing it the other way around? And he goes, well, you know, we might have a, a Kara in our uh, Earth 1. She I've heard that. Uh, roaming around somewhere. That would be really, really cool to see. Yeah. I just like how that Earth 2 like, – I don't – then. So obviously there's Earth three. There's definitely an Earth three because Flash traveled to it in the crossover. Mm-hmm. But in Earth two, they literally like I don't understand how they made every character the exact opposite. So what do they do for Earth three? Like what are the versions of those people? Uh, like what are they now? You, then then you just start people? switching it around. Then you do like Earth three. Uh, Iris is the Flash, and like oh, that, everyone's um, gender swapped. <laughs> Everyone's gender swapped. It's, it's kind of like that episode of Futurama. Uh, yeah, I knew you were going to hearken yeah. to that. Yeah, gender bender or whatever. Gender. <laughs> and the bender's made of gold. Yeah. Fry um, and Lila are married. Just one last thing. I only have one thing to fix, and I'm going to fix it really fast. Um, I have to introduce Green Lantern into the Justice League because they dropped the ball by not doing it in the first place. So here's how that happens um, Justice League Part 2, Dark Side shows up. 
and Green Lantern comes down with the Green Lantern Corps and he goes, hey, everybody. And that's it. You, you don't need more, much more than that. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. I mean, I got, I got asked on Facebook by my brother. Like, I, I put it out there to Facebook people and he was like, can you put the Green Lantern in? And I go, yeah. That's yeah he would, they would be immediately murdered by Darkseid. <laughs> the, whole, the whole Green Lantern Corps? Immediately. No. No. How many times has the Green Lantern Corps been wiped out? Like 20? In, uh, you should re- you should read the most recent issue of uh, Dark Side War when Anti Monitor becomes Mobius again, and they're having the Crime Syndicate and the Justice League fighting him and former Anti Monitor, and uh, all of a sudden the, the the entire Green Lantern Corps shows up to back them up. It's just, it's just a sick moment. <laughs> it's a really sick moment. Yeah, Dark Side War is the shit. Read I did my homework it. last week and I read Kingdom Come. And I loved every single second of it until the very, very end. There was one, like, little character thing that has been bothering me for the last few days since I've read it. What's up? And it's when Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman are sitting in that superhero-themed diner. Yes. And they're all ordering their food. Mm -hmm. And Bruce Wayne, boy billionaire, orders his steak well done. Are you fucking kidding me? He's old now, though. Heathen. No. (laughs) Bruce Wayne, it's it's chronicled. He Bruce Wayne eats his rare. steak rare, as rare as humanly possible. Actually, the Bruce Wayne I know eats a Lego lobster that Alfred left for him. He does, so, but he can't use. That's because he, he can't use the microwave. That's and he did, <laughs> and he earned that. He deserved that. <laughs> I deserve this. <laughs> how, how great was uh, Shazam versus Superman? Oh my god, that was so amazing! I love when he when Shazam first shows up at the yes. end of that third issue. Just that big shit eating grin on his face. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, so good. The chest puffed out and everything, and the whole gulag. There's just so many great moments. I love when Red Robin makes his uh, debut in the Statue of Liberty. Dick Grayson, yeah. Dick Grayson is Red, is uh, Red Robin in that. Oh my goodness! Flash um, is great. Speaking of comics, when I finished. Uh, I, I forgot how much Kevin Smith was in Kevin Smith's Guardian Devil, but um, mm. when he's describing how he got beaten up, and then like the other guy's talking about his, uh, uh, is it actually in Guardian Devil? It might be. Someone's describing that they're Daredevil, and like he's like, "Oh, I was in the Daredevil cave, and I had like a giant dinosaur and a big weird half coin," and like he's describing the Bat Cave. <laughs> it's like, oh God. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. Guardian Kevin Smith's Guardian Devil run. He wrote um, an issue, a series of Daredevil, which started it off. Like, yeah. It's just that started Marvel Knights. It's it's completely littered with Wait, like Kevin DC Smith Easter started eggs. Marvel Knights. He he wrote the he initial wrote, arc of Daredevil, which launched the Marvel Knights yeah. line. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So this the the book the the line the story arc is that Matt is given this baby and he's told it's the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. So then like he freaks out and like it's, it's just a whole delving mystery and like it goes back and forth on what's real or not but basically as Kevin Smith writes it you find out in the end like not at the end but it's literally littered with just total DC to the point where I'm actually surprised they got away with a lot of it like um, there's a billboard and then someone is spray painted on the billboard who watches the Watchmen Um, Clark Kent it's not Clark Kent but it's literally Clark Kent giving the news report um, they describe the Batcave as, you know, whatever. Uh, it's, like, a lot of DC Easter eggs. But basically, at the end of the run, it turns out that it's fucking... It's Mysterio, who is dying of cancer, and who has never decided to ever have a beef with Daredevil. He decides to have a beef with Daredevil, and, like, makes him think that the baby is the Antichrist, but it's just a normal baby. 
And mm-hmm. like this is the, that's the famous run where Karen comes back and she finds out she has HIV and she's a porn star and she's killed by Bullseye. Mm-hmm. But it turns out she doesn't really have HIV because she just thinks she does. And she was tricked too, part of, as part of this whole scheme. Yeah, yeah. So like he tricks everyone in Daredevil's life for like no fucking reason. Yeah. And much like a lot of Kevin Smith stuff, it's, there's no payoff. Like, it gets to the end, and you're like, oh, yeah. Cool. I can't. Kevin Smith only works for like very particular characters. I don't feel like Daredevil's one of them. Yeah. So. Yeah, it wasn't great. His, his di- the way he writes dialogue, it only works for. You got to be a quippy character, or it's just not going to fucking work. Right. But mm. I mean, but I give him credit because it paved the way for. Yeah. Bendis and everyone so. Oh, it paved the way for Bendis, Bendis, and you're okay with that? He's reading Bendis' Daredevil his, right now. His Daredevil run, his Daredevil run is very good, very very good. Yeah. Um, Bob Gale's on the other hand was not. Yeah, that was a weird <laughs> little in between <laughs> there. Gale's but yeah, after awful. even after Bendis' amazing run, you get Ed, Ed Brubaker, and it just Brubaker, it yep. just kicks ass. I've see I've read Brubaker, so now I'm like backtracking. Yeah. Because I'm like trying to build back to where I, what I remember from Daredevil. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Brubaker's stuff was phenomenal. Yeah, he introduced Liddy Bullseye and some other good stuff in there. And I think he wrote. <clears throat> did he? Did he? Didn't he write um, Winter Soldier immediately after that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was his next time. Oh. Oh, so good. That's a great comic. Yes. <laughs> should we? Um, we're almost out of time, but should yeah. we give Greg, uh, Joe his homework now? Joe, you have homework this week. Oh, and I want to yeah. give a pick of the week, too, for comics. Pick of the week? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't run this by the executive good. producer. I'm, I'm throwing I it I out with Joe's. Yeah, well, I think, <laughs> I think, I think we all know what it is, but pick the fan the base is. needs to get on it, too. So, In honor of Brian's pick of the week, Joe, my order to you, and I have to give you my unlimited account for this, is you have to read Nick Spencer's Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Or you can just, I put my account information, go up on the thread. I put my comicsology. You can download it right there and look at it, too. Cool. So. Yeah. Read it. Will yeah. do. You'll love it. Yes, but the pick of the week by far uh, was Nick Spencer and Steve Lieber's The Fix from Image Comics. Uh, it's the spiritual successor to Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Uh, it is a lot of his books are very, very funny, and this is probably the funniest. Every page is a laugh-out-loud moment. Uh, it's about a couple of really, really bad criminals who are just really, really bad at their jobs and all the hijinks that ensue. But the fix from Image Comics, number one. And it's already going to second printing, so uh, you may have some time, hard time finding it out on the shelves, but you can always get it digitally. Uh, my counter pick of the week is um, The Sheriff of Babylon. Ooh, I've heard good stuff. Ver- Vertigo. Read it. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much, it has nothing to do with Superman. Tom King, it has right? To do with, um, uh, I believe it's Tom King. Tom King and Garth, um, they're not Garth, uh, what's his name? The guy who I talk to on Twitter all the time. Um, Mitch. Mitch Gerards. Oh, that's a good Ooh, guy. Greg's got friends on Twitter. Mitch Gerards, <laughs> who you know him, Bobby, from Edmondson's Punisher. Yeah. I do. He did, the, he did the Punisher work. Um, it's a story about a CIA officer in, uh, basically his job is, he's a cop. Sorry, not a CIA guy. He's a cop, and he's brought into the military to train the Iraqi police force. Um, I'm really butchering the story, um, only because I haven't I haven't reread the first issues in a while. But issue five came out this week, so it's been really good. Um, and basically, it's just him in Iraq and like training these guys, and there's like, a whole mystery going on. Um, really good. You should. Read it. Yeah, Tom Water. King is probably one of the hottest writers in comics right now. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah, with Tom Vision. King now he's on shit. Batman. Uh, oh, I keep hearing yeah. Vision is like the greatest thing going on right now. And I, I have Tom every King issue is in my thing. Read it. In the it's city. amazing. That, read it. It's so good. 
Um, it's like this. It's like the Shakespearean tragedy. It's fantastic. CIA. So all of this spy stuff is exactly where he is. Yeah. He was a CIA operations guy, and he left to write comics. Yeah. Well, he claimed he wasn't very good. He's like, Tom, what's your report on the Iraqis? He's like, well, I did this panel of Superman. <laughs> At least. <laughs> <laughs> no, You're fired. Since we're doing, uh, since we're all, everybody, since everybody's getting in on the pick of the week action, um, yeah. speaking of action, my pick of the week is everybody go to the movie theater and see Hardcore Henry because it was fucking Yeah, I awesome. guess see that. Um, apparently it gave some people motion sickness. I don't understand it, but I, I also I play that. them first person shoot up video games. So I don't know. I, I, it, it didn't bother me. I've never heard of those. Um, they're a thing. The kids we'll do, uh, along with cocaine and hookers. Oh, uh, <laughs> what? what is this? <laughs> Listen, kid, if you're not going to keep up then stay behind, <laughs> you want to be famous, don't you? <laughs> I'll make you famous. I'll put your name on a billboard and lights. You know that, Bobby. I'm not really digging this. I'll tell you. You're going to get up and I'm going to have to take that back and give you once more. You hear me? <laughs> oh, uh, so, yeah, Hardcore Henry, the whole movie's in first person. Um, Do you see super the ultra, face ultra like violent. In the at some point? Uh, th- what'd you say? Do you see the character's face in like the mirror at some point? And you go, oh, that's what Henry looks like. You, you see him for like five seconds at the very end, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, is there any part where, like, in Duke Nukem, where he's taking it, he's like, looks in the mirror and he's like, hey, I was a king, baby. No. <laughs> he has no voice. His voice doesn't work. His, his voice Ruby. box doesn't work. Um, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot so of, he group? actually, he has not a single line of dialogue in the entire movie, main character, to whose viewpoint you're seeing this whole thing from. Um, does he, at one point, become a tree? No. But he does meet that Captain That was an M. Night movie. He meets Captain Planet. No, he doesn't. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I think I see Captain Planet. Um, so, yeah, the whole thing's first person. It's basically nonstop action from, like, five minutes in to the end. Uh, the climactic battle scene is one of the coolest things I've ever seen put to film. It's it's a cross between, like, Crank. Um, is it better than the so, church scene in Kingsman? Call of, Call of Duty. And, uh, it's up there. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. it's, it's not. Standard. It doesn't quite hit that level. That's a really high standard. You're saying yes. Yeah. It doesn't. Will, it doesn't quite hit that level. But I, I would say it's, <laughs> it, it reaches for it. It definitely reaches for it. I made them watch that at work after I'd seen it. And literally, <laughs> I was waiting for that moment to come, and I was like. <laughs> I loved it so much. I created a, a my own simulator with it, where I would log on to uh, Arkham City, and I would do the missions with Batman, where you just have to fight like a hundred guys, and I would just crank Freebird in the fucking background, <laughs> just beat the shit out of people. Try to make your great. own version of it. Um, uh, so yeah, it's got a little bit of Crank, a little bit of Call of Duty, and a touch of Akira, actually, without. Uh, Joking. That's that's serious. Akira. Um, I know. I know. I know. Joe's go to. Uh, Joe. Uh, Greg's go to joke is. Oh, it's Akira. What about um, Blade? No, no Blade. So so no uh, no no. There is no black a guys? katana. Does that count? Is the katana <laughs> close enough? Joe, actually, I know you were joking, uh, but no, there are no black guys in the movie. Love it. <laughs> really? Oh, that one. It takes place in Russia. Oh, As we all know, okay, there's yeah, not the, a single the black place guy in Russia. In Russia. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say. What is that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be. It's not like they're not teaming with diversity in Russia. So, and more, uh, more importantly, why did Brian go? Oh, like, no way. <laughs> like, oh, that's 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 right, Russia. It, it all it's all clear now. Oh, I mean, Russia. Russia is not a country that's known for its diversity. So, I mean, there is there is an entire scene that takes place inside a Russian whorehouse. 
Um, and there is a, the madam of the whorehouse, one of the madams of the whorehouse shows up as a samurai, which is really weird, but it's super cool. I promise it's, it's Sherido Copley's in it. He plays 20 different characters and they're all fucking awesome. Um, it's just a really, really good movie. It's a lot of fun. Hyper violent. Go see it. Well, I just want to ask Joe what his pick well, is. Well, um, the only thing I, that comes to mind that I've been playing all week is Far Cry Primal. That's a hell of a... That's a hell of a uh, mammoth game. <laughs> killing the, talking about that. Killing the cave lions and the saber tooth tigers. Is it actually good? I only heard like so so things. It's about it. the reason why is because the reason why like there's all this weird thing. You know how like it's all it's all like a lot of times people pan like go into a game with like the idea that it's going to be terrible because it's the B team. That's kind. It's kind of that case. Um, uh, they did use the okay. same map, but honestly, until that report came out, it didn't look that way. Um, but I really, really like it. I like throwing spears at people. It doesn't, it doesn't really get old <laughs> and, uh, saving, sending my, uh, my cave bear after the wild men. And, uh, <laughs> I feel like Joe's describing things he actually does on the <laughs> Like he walks into Dunkin' Donuts with a spear and like, if anyone's in front of him in line, he throws a spear at them. Sending my, sending my owl to throw bees at all the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a real good game. Um, they have subtitles. It's all subtitles, but um, even the subtitles don't make sense half the time. It's pretty funny. Um, Just it's literally thing. like you go here now. So like they actually write it like that. So Gunit Gugu. But it's it's pretty okay. funny. Yeah, I like that. I like it good a picture. lot. All right, it's fun. All right. Well, Joe's homework this week, as per Greg, is Superior Foes. Superior Foes of Spider Man. Joe, you have to. Get it. How many issues it, is it? Report back next week. And Greg, read the fix. How many issues? I don't remember. Uh, Seventeen issues. Remember, like, Seventeen issues for uh, Superior. Yeah. If uh, I, I've yeah. and Greg, just just use my account. Read fix. I don't know if I can squeeze it in with my current reading schedule. I'll try. It's just one issue. Just do it. Yeah. Why? Like, why wouldn't you fit that? In? I don't understand. Tell, tell me how to live. <laughs> <laughs> Stop doing demo for a minute in your fucking house and read the goddamn comic book. On that note, facebook.com slash awfully salty. You can find us on Twitter at salty pod and awfully salty.tumblr.com. I'm going to try and make the Tumblr page a little less ugly. Um, but we'll work on find that. us, follow well, us, for listen to us, love us, worship us. Great, great job, Jared. Pay us. Jared, uh, uh, actually, you know what? We should we've we have yet to give Jared a shout out here. He is our Twitter manager, and he's doing a good job well, of Jared's making that shit stay active because we aren't doing it. That's for damn sure. Um, oh, so yeah, shout out, thanks, great. Jared. We go. appreciate thanks, Jared. we appreciate woo, woo. you. You gotta let your know you gotta let your employees know that they're appreciated. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> reference. There we go. <laughs> Two words. Bye, everybody. Tess La. <laughs> 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 uh.